welcome to wrestling and thank you guys for listening we really appreciate it and this week we are talking about wrestling and g1 climax 31 it's 32 32 i'm sorry 32 31 was last year yeah. Unless they're going doing some weird numbers. 32. Or unless we're talking about last year's, yeah. which would be weird. We're, yes, we are talking about this year's G1 Climax 32. Um, I thought it was pretty damn good. We're going to talk about a few other things here, but the G1 Climax, um, it's it's generally always one of the best wrestling tournaments. It's the best wrestling tournament of the year, every year uh, in wrestling. And this year, yeah, same thing. Um, it wasn't as hot as other years. As far as people talking about it, but the quality was just bar none. And joining me this week is the co-host extraordinaire, Dr. In-Ring Art, Justin. How are you doing, Justin? Oh, not too bad, yeah. I mean, it uh, definitely wasn't, uh, you know, being talked about as being hot as it was you know, a few years ago, but it definitely was a very entertaining tournament. And that's going to happen. As long as there's, you know, the, the crowd is not cheering. and yeah. Well, a lot of it, too, is it was back then it was just WWE and New Japan. That was it. Yeah. Maybe Ring of Honor, little things like that. And it was so far separated from everything. But now that we have kind of this blended universe of wrestling it's, it's, that we didn't have there are a, four years ago. There are a large chunk of New Japan fans. And I've seen this. Uh, there are a large chunk of New Japan fans who have just changed to AEW as their main. Um, and that's fine, right? Like, that, that's totally fine. Yeah, sure. Um, but this the, the, this was their alternative back in the day, and we all know that. Um, and now that's changed. Um, a lot of people followed Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Chris Jericho. And I think there's also a, uh, you know, a share of new japan fans that don't like aew because they feel like it's pulling their favorite product into an area where they don't want to be in the mainstream and you know it was like their own little quiet thing 15 time zones away yeah i think there is that element of it too there's some people that are uh new japan fans that don't like this any of this aew stuff yeah or or just like someone like me that like i like the great matches in aew i'm not so into the western storytelling anymore where it's just like dudes run out and we cut a promo and then you know this story thing happens i really like the just matches after matches and we tell our story through there maybe a promo here and there um but it it has aew definitely has taken part of the new japan audience i still do think that a screaming fan base will help quite a bit um oh yeah for sure i mean uh you know, we saw the crowds on the verge of it a few times during this tournament. Oh, bo- oh but, boy, um, on the verge. I mean, dude, there were points where, and, and, and it was specifically, I want to say this, it was really, very specifically, it was Jonah who was getting the crowds mm-hmm. so hot. And this guy, I, and I know we're just jumping into it, but fuck it, let's just jump into it. Um, yeah. This Jonah guy, when he gets on that top rope, man, you can hear... Every time he gets on the top rope, and especially in the last few, like you can hear the whole crowd gasp and just do this. Oh, it's almost as if they can't control themselves. Did you see, first of all? Do you see when he goes into the ring and he kind of does that stomp in the middle of the ring and the, and the whole ring shakes? Then the camera like shakes and moves. Yeah, back. the ca- yeah, the yeah, the, the camera gets all uh, 
you know, Kevin Dunny. Which is, is is cool because that's like an Okada thing. You get your own you get your own camera yeah. shot entrance. No, he, I mean him and Tom Lawler really got over really huge in Japan, and it was really awesome to see. I I uh, the, totally agree, guys. man. And uh, on that note, we'll have to give grades to uh, all the participants because oh, absolutely, this was a uh, G one where a lot of people stepped up. Um, this was a G one where a lot of new people kind of came in, and uh, we saw some interesting stuff. But the, in general, the the people that were in it just you know they worked their asses off um i'd say in, in general no one's talking about yujiro as one of the best but even he had a few good matches so yujiro did all right but next year let's swap him out for somebody fresh yeah for sure yeah ex- exactly and let's go back to two blocks just like we've gone back to one wrestle kingdom and you heard that announcement did you i did and uh I don't know if that. I still think there's a good chance the AEW title gets defended on that show. Oh well, I, I mean, I, I think there's already been rumors that AEW will be part of it, and you yeah. know what? I'd be okay seeing Pac versus you know. I would say Ibushi, but God, Ibushi—that's a whole different story. But I, I would love yeah, to see whole, yeah. Pac get in there, and even just defending his championship would be amazing in the Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, maybe we'll see that, uh, you know, Darby Allen versus Hiromu car accident match that we've been waiting for. <laughs> that it, at Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Why not? That would be cool. I mean, who do we got as the junior guy? We haven't talked juniors in a while, right now. It's Taiji Ishimori, right? And he, yeah, he's out he's of a tag champ. team. He cannot tag yeah. anymore. Really, his tag team partner is now a heavyweight, right? Unless he, you know, tagged with Gato or something. Oh, boy. That'd be rough. He's technically a, uh, you know. Yeah. Oh, you could light, tag with Show. Lightweight. Right? A junior. That's true. But but the show, is, uh, show is House of Torture. That's like a subgroup. So, uh, let, let's, yeah. get out, let's get this out of the way real quick. Um, let's talk about Okada winning the G1. Um I have my opinions on this, uh, mostly yeah. positive. What do you think, Justin? What do you think about Okada doing it once again? I mean, I kind of said it on Twitter, and I've mentioned it. Like, it's very fitting that the most, the you know, the most prestigious tournament, the G One, so not that many tournaments, but prestigious event in pro wrestling, comes down to arguably the two greatest in ring performers in the world, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, at least the top four. And uh, I yeah, just want to say this: arguably, there's a lot of arguably, there's a lot of tournaments. arguably the top two. I'm not saying that they are, but I'm saying are, you can make an argument that those two are one and two in the world. Oh yeah. And I'll listen to it. Um, very fitting. It came down to those two. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Get, it's like the best I, two sports teams, dude. It's like the Warriors, yeah. you know, go against uh, the Lakers at the time. Or the right or Lakers, yeah. It's it's just one of those things where it's the two best going at it to decide who's the best, right? Yeah. Um, no one snuck through with the eighth seed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you had the top t- one and two performers in the world um, decide this tournament. Um, now, did you, there was a little tiny bit of me that had the LOL Okada wins kind of thing going, right? Um. I was a little surprised that he won just because, 
you know, I know that he, he actually, you know, uh, the wife had the baby and all that. So I thought he was going to go on a bit of a leave. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought this was going to be maybe Naito's swan song, Mm. um, get him that in, you know, in that tournament. I mean, at Wrestle King at his main event, because who knows where his career is going. Definitely a little bit on the downswing. Um, and when Osprey got there, I just thought whoever was going to win in that match, Naito and Osprey, that they were going to go over. But I was a little, yeah, I was a little surprised to see Okada uh, do it. And um, I mean, how could you be mad at Okada? I mean, Okada is, you know, the best guy. You can never get mad when the best guy wins, I guess. But I do see the little bit of the LOL Okada wins, like during all his defenses, right? Um, you know, back in the what, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen kind of era. Mm. Um, especially when he beat Naito at Wrestle Kingdom after he won the G1 uh, 27, I think it was. Um, there was a few, all right, enough with this Okada thing. Um, some people felt that way. But uh, when you see the guy perform and what he does out there, you can't be mad. I can't hear you anymore, buddy. Sorry. This is so different from yeah. our Roman Reigns slash John Cena shoved it down our throat type of thing in the right. way that this guy is literally one, if not the best wrestlers in the world. And I remember back, you know, you remember Kenny versus Okada in the Dome, and it's like, oh, you – back then, like, you really wanted to see Kenny win, but it just didn't happen. And there's been this precedent set that – Okada is just the guy, and he will steal your hopes and dreams definitely for the first time. But he does it in the most entertaining way possible. Um, incredible, incredible performer. Just keeps going. He's had his slumps, right? He's had his, like, which may just be a work. You remember the whole, like, I'm going to use the balloons? Yeah, well, do you remember when he was, like, choking everybody out with the uh, money clip and stuff? And that was... No, I, I think it kind of reminded me of Tiger Woods. Like, if Tiger Woods, when he was in his dominant time, sometimes he would, I want to change my swing up. So mm. he would kind of, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He would dissect his his swing, and he would be willing to take you know, six, eight months a year where he's, you know, he doesn't perform as well because mm. he's trying to fix something. Mm. So Okada, that kind of reminds, Okada's like, I'm going to maybe be down for a little bit because I'm trying to get this money clip figured out. And now it's working perfectly. And he's added the, uh, the flosion. He's, uh, he's, he's doing the, 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 the flosions, which is, is he's doing that usually instead of tombstones. Although he's right. still doing tombstones. Now the flosion is, seems much safer. Uh, than the tombstones, right. and but also at the same time, like uh, depending on who sells it, the flosions can look Looks really, great. really brutal. Um, I want to add two things to this. First of all, what happened last year, right? To Okada, he won the G one, yeah, in a terrible Injury. situation, yeah, right. And at that point, in a way, it's seeing Okada win this year is pretty awesome. Um, is that four times that he's won it? I think four times he won it two in a row. God, back in the day. Uh, he beat Nakamura. And he beat what? Yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble remembering all that. But yes, I think it's four times. If it's plus okay. one or minus one, you guys can email us. Um, right. uh, I was just watching history, uh, the history of the G1. With, you know, the, the, that thing Kevin Kelly did. Those were great. Right. 
still yeah, recommend anyone to go watch that if you don't know the the countdown he they were called those are awesome yeah they have they have a nice uh narrative of the bullet club and all that yeah stuff. i was just watching one on the g1 today and they were showing uh okada and nakamura for the g1 final and okada won that's that seems like a must watch match but uh this was back in the day, and, you know, he was still doing the same stuff he does nowadays pretty much. <laughs> Spinning, or it does a tombstone on the ground, which is pretty brutal. Um, but at the same time, this is the 50th year anniversary of the company. And yeah. someone who's embodied that the most is Okada. He's changed his moveset. Yeah. He's, he's, he's made the enziguri into a type of dropkick-style, like, transition move. You know, the enziguri is like, oh, everyone shouts, like, oh, my God. He does it right in the most uh, intense points, and that's a that's a big shout out to Inoki. So, and I think a lot of us are even surprised that he doesn't have the title right now. <laughs> yeah, well, Jay White, the fiftieth year. Yeah, with the fiftieth year, we kind of thought maybe he would carry the title all the way to Wrestle Kingdom, uh, and maybe Jay White would have won the G one. Yeah, but as far as the G one goes, you know, they they reversed it basically. And they said, hey, well, uh, this is Okada's year. Last year was Okada's year, most likely, um, but th it was an accident. And how good it must feel to win the G1 legitimately, quote-unquote. I mean, it's wrestling, right? But without right. an injury. Um, the 50th year, uh, again, he wants to see Inoki in the ring and stuff like that. Not in the ring, but like they're watching a, a New Japan event. Um, so there's a lot of symbolism right. behind this win as well. Dude. Okada, I'm just going to say this. Okada could just keep winning as long as he performs at that level. I really can't complain that much, dude. That's what I'm saying is, like, when you see the guy have matches and what he does and how, you know, he can conform to any opponent and have any type of match you're looking for. Um, yeah, you see the guy perform. See, that's, you know, you're, you compare it to, not compare it, but you were saying the whole John Cena, Roman Reigns kind of thing where it's like they always win kind of thing. I think a lot of that's the presentation and, you know, the fact that they're on so much TV and they're kind of shoved down our throats. With Okada, you just see the guy wrestle, right? And you talked about it earlier where you're not given the Western presentation where they they give a 20-minute promo at the mm. beginning of the show and then they have a main event and they maybe pop up and do things here and there throughout the whole show and then they get the headline every pay-per-view and all that. I mean... The way the presentation works out with with New Japan. They just kick people's bad. ass. Right. So the way it's you know set up in New Japan, you can have a dominant champ and not really uh, complain. Because how many title offenses is he going to have? Two or three a year? Four or five a year maybe? Yeah. I agree. Um, it, was, uh, it was awesome. Okada. Uh, it, again, you're going to see he's in ghetto style booking. He's always going to. Another thing. Okada's always going to beat the first time. Here's the thing. like The, the lower guy's going to get to a point where he's so close. And when that point comes, Okada's usually going to win. But the next year. So let's move uh, the talk on to Will Ospreay, right? Um, mm -hmm. Will Ospreay, obviously uh, second place in the tournament, which doesn't really mean anything. But God, what a fucking tournament for this guy. Yeah, he was great. The Shingo match was great. Um, who did he lose to? Um, David Finley? I, Finley. Um, he beat... I think that was his only loss. Yeah. He beat Juice Robinson. 
are you thinking? Dude, so? the, the, they're or showing you... Juice Robinson pictures with dreadlocks. Wow. That's old school. But Yeah. Anyway. Juice was a disappointment, but we, I don't know if you want to go guy by guy. But. Well, well, let's do it. Let's uh, let's give them their, uh, as as is done by... You wanna, uh, we could start with the A block or something. And well, just go we, we'll start with ABC. the D block and start with Osprey, right? Okay. I give okay. and and I I just have to give Osprey uh, an A plus. This dude is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. His Naito match was fucking ridiculous. His selling yes. is just maybe only Ishii can sell like him. Uh, the 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 elbows. Naito's a seller too. Na- yeah. The the part I remember with the selling is uh, Naito with the elbows and. Osprey's body just collapsing more and more until it's stretched out backwards in this awkward yes. position, and uh, with the tape and the and the kind of you know that's the thing with you don't have the clap crowds the sound effects of him screaming and stuff like that every time he got hit in the back of the neck. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what do you think about Will Osprey? Same. Yeah, I, I have to agree. A a I don't know if I give A pluses very liberally, but uh, definitely at least an A. Um, I mean. The guy is just, yeah, like I, we said earlier, two of the best wrestlers in the world, if not the two yeah, best. Yeah, he's, so. he's to that point. Whether you think he's a bit of a, you know, uh, a bell end or whatever they say back there or not, uh, the dude is legitimately well, and, and, in the conversation for greatest wrestler in the and world. And you right say now. legitimately, like legitimately almost died. I was going to say that too. Six months ago, he had a kidney infection and almost 104. died. A fe- right? Dude, when I had a fever of like 101 when I was a kid, I was hallucinating. And he had a fever of right. 104, dude. Jesus. Like months ago. It's crazy. It's- and this was a guy that also had a pretty serious injury last year, right? Yeah. Um, when he had to drop the title, um, allegedly. Yeah. So, I mean, that guy's had his share of... Uh, health issues that he's had to overcome was that when he came back to uh la and did his promo there when you were there yeah okay. yeah yep. and he had that that fake title with him or whatever yeah. it was elephant el phantasma what do you give him el phantasma first time in the tournament he's no longer a junior officially it sounds like yeah, i give the guy a solid b plus i enjoyed a lot of the match I, sh- I enjoyed almost every match he was in the Shingo match, he got a nice win over Shingo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Osprey match was really good. The Juice Robinson match was a little silly, comedy, the and it would have worked. The Finley match was really good. The Finley match was really Yoshihashi. good. I mean, this guy has good. Yoshihashi was really good too. Uh, I, and I agree with you. Um, I agree with you. B about a BB plus stepping yeah, it up, he, and he has he has a real baby face move set when they're ready to switch him. Well, the thing I loved about El Fantasmo is that the things people worried about is that he he would continue his uh, comedy gimmick kind of into the G1. And guess what? It all disappeared. He was a serious wrestler. He took these matches seriously in character, right? Like, you know. Yeah. um, Did a good job on commentary, too. Um, I was going to say a little extra credit for commentary for some of these guys. And a lot of them are going to get that that extra credit. If you speak English and you are on commentary... We're talking guys like Chase Owens. He was okay. Tom Law- Tom, Tom Lawler, Lawler was fantastic. Uh, Jonah was a natural. Jonah, oh, Jonah, great commentary. And then um, the uh, Murderhawk Monster, Lance Archer, did a little good commentary too. So he was solid. El Fantasmo, uh, yeah, real good stuff. I, I liked it. Um, Shingo, um, 
I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give him probably an A minus B plus. I mean, he he is Shingo. He it's a little bit of booking in that he lost a few matches, but uh, Shingo is also up there for one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah, B plus for sure. I think uh, it's just you know the booking of where he was placed, kind of middle of the pack um, compared to where he was last year carrying the company. Mm. You know, um, but this is a guy that. You know, he's almost could fill that she role of just, you know, you're going to get solid efforts every night. Yeah. Um, and yes, one of the best in the world. Yeah. Too. You know, if you're going to go up against Shingo, you like you. It's just like and that was a little bit of a thing about this tournament is a lot of the like sea level wrestlers. They put they didn't put them together in blocks. And so most of the matches were pretty interesting. I'm talking about sea level wrestlers and I will say the level C I give Yujiro Takahashi a C. He was there. He did his thing. He got six points. Nothing was super crazy. He had good matches with good wrestlers, but he kind of just did his thing. I mean, that's just a guy who, I mean, they had that, you know, actually the the match with, uh, oh, I was going to say about El Phantasmo. The juice match had a, I know people didn't really like the ending where he threw the chair at him and there was an actual DQ, mm. but it was different. Um, and it made sense when you thought about it. Um, and then you had the whole um, Peter thing with... Uh, <laughs> with El Fantasmo? With, with Yujiro. That, that was, was pretty funny. kind of fun, yeah. too. I like, he's like, you uh, get a yeah, night Yujiro's with Peter one of those if you guys, I don't even think in his... Pro <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, you know he's in his, what, early 40s? Yeah. 40, 41. Um, I don't even know if this guy 10 years ago would be tearing it up in this tournament either so um he's better off being a corner guy for somebody uh next year uh whether that's evil or show or whatever but um i think it's time to run someone else in that spot you had 28 guys this year so maybe they had to use him this time yeah. but if they go to 20 next year there's no way that he can be in the tournament yeah. again fucking throw in carl fredericks oh 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 wait he doesn't he doesn't oh, work that's not happening yeah. okay uh David Finley, give a B plus. David Finley kicked ass this tournament and really showed off a lot of his stuff. I mean, I wasn't really a fan of the whole like, I have the belt, you have the belt. That was a little. That was a little thing. weird. Weird booking. Well, I thought it was stupid because you know that was Will's thing with the title. So why would he? I don't know. Um, but I do like we're seeing a little more of a you know some fire. Mm-hmm from finley i thought he had some great matches at versus el Fantasmo. yeah but now you can see there's a little bit of an edge he's got yeah. to him he's you know he's not just kind of uh you know i guess in a way that the happy beers thing is kind of gone now yeah. you know? what do you give uh, juice i would say juice is one of the most disappointing mm. and it's not really his fault I think the character itself was is worked really well in terms of presentation. He looks great. Um, the promos he was giving going in were amazing. That's where all the disappointment comes from. I thought this was a guy that was going to make a bigger run, so I'd have to give him a C minus. Yeah, um, I, I agree. And it's not really his fault. Yeah, I thought he was good in the Shingo match. Uh, the end was weird. I still didn't mind it. A lot of people are like, "Oh, it bothered me," but no. But after that. Mm, it just didn't it wasn't clicking the way that it did there um so we'll see uh he, I, I just think it was it was a disappointment in terms of his results 
and well, and it's true. He's got the, he got they really hyped him up, and you know sometimes it's hard to separate the booking from the performance when you're only given two minute matches all the time. Or, I mean, what happened? What would happen if he didn't have that appendicitis? And why couldn't they wait a month for him to come back? They, you know, these guys have the titles and they don't def- they only defend them once every six eight months anyway like carl anderson hasn't defended that never open weight title he hasn't even been in japan well i want to add like, something else to that did you see his uh title on the g1 uh finals did you see what happened there i saw that he put like uh some kind of bullet club sock yeah over so some something. people have come to the conclusion through the shape of the belt that that's not even the the never open weight title well, like he yeah, lost there's something like he might have forgot to bring it to Japan because he wasn't challenging for it. So I think that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, why do you strip juice of the title in a kayfabe sense when you got a guy that I think if you have to challenge you know, for a title and you're sick, then that's what happens. Huh. Right. Whatever. Yeah. I just yeah I don't I don't get it but uh, I just think uh, Juice's booking since that moment hasn't been. Uh, yeah, you know, hasn't been up to par with the work he's done on that character, you know. Well, we'll see when him and Yujiro are in the tag team tournament coming up next month. Um, oh boy, Yoshihashi! I give Yoshihashi an A this tournament. He fucking killed it, bro. What the fuck happened? He he was probably the un, unsung hero of the tournament. I mean, the guy's turned himself into one of the most lethal strikers. He's got arguably the hardest lariat in the business. Did it take this long? That's what c- confuses me. It's like, d- what happened, bro? Like, I'm saying, like, did he finally, did something click? Or was it the block that he was in, you know? I don't know. I mean, he's been kind of going at a pretty uh, high level, um, really since Chaos was running around with those, uh, with the six Well, and belts. he was pretty good with Goto as well, right? Right, well, that was after. Yeah. Um, but when when him and uh, was it uh, Ishii and Goto mm-hmm. were you know kind of running things on the B shows and main eventing with the the never open six man yeah. belts, I think that's when he really started to come into his own. Yeah. What do you th- What do you give him this turning? I I think he did amazing. Yeah, I give yeah. Him an a. especially when you you talk about improvement, like that factors in. All right. That's Absolutely. Block D. This was a big tournament, by the way. I'm ready to head back to 20 yeah. people. Are you? No, I, w- I would go to 40 next year. <laughs> four groups of 10. Or how about two <laughs> groups of 20? I- I'm, d- I'm definitely ready to go back to an A and B block, to be honest. Yeah, I think you could do 15. or I don't know. Since, like, I don't want to give these guys any more matches than nine. Yeah. Right? So uh, I can, you know, let's see. What was it? Uh yeah, I would. I could. I could go to thirty-two and keep four blocks. I would just, you know, make the schedule a little more predictable. I mean, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I felt like there were some guys who were going back to back, and then there was other guys that didn't have it, a match. It was for very me. like, yeah, sporadic. You like, know? who was going to wrestle? And it was kind of confusing. If you had your favorite, you'd be like, all right, he wrestles. Wait, he wrestles in two weeks. It's like, what the fuck happened? But only, but like the universe we have now. I don't feel like 20 is enough. Mm. Well, we'll see unless, about AEW. Unless you and have stuff, like right? an, unless you have like an AEW like play-in bracket, or if you have the winner of the Owen Hart, if you have some type of checkpoints where guys get into the tournament rather than 
I don't know. I just feel like 20 is not enough when you talk about the universe getting bigger. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. I, I Kind of. I think 20 is okay because it's like the best of the best. Yeah, but that's where you got to get rid of Yujiro. You got to get rid of Fallout. Do you get rid of Hanare? Uh, and that's where we're moving to well, next is Hanare, the Block C. So okay. let's talk about Hanare. I think Hanare did good and well. And I'm going to give him a C+. Plus. He's still working. He's still learning the the ropes. Uh, no pun intended. Great striker. Um, no, I would give him a solid B. You give him a B. I give him uh, a B. Talk about um, what you right saw there. about him in the tournament this uh, this year. Um, just like the the presentation, the personality. He's worked hard with the character. He's bulked up, and yeah, the strikes, the kicks. You, you know, kind of incorporating kind of a Muay Thai element. Um, obviously he's not going to, you know, uh, get his hand raised too often. So, uh, you know, you have to kind of consider going in, you know, he's not going to get his hand raised too often, but beat Tanahashi, which I thought was great to open the tournament. Um, and very fitting because kind of, you know, Tana had him under his wing for a while. They did a world tag league together and all that stuff. Oh, so, yeah. um, not solid B you beat Tanahashi in a tournament, um, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at, no matter what happens the rest of the way. And move, Yeah, yeah, I agree. Really cool stuff. Moving on to who he beat, Tanahashi. Um, someone who's generally always good. I think it's, har- it's hard to say this tournament. Let me look at his match. No, actually, Tanahashi did pretty damn good this tournament. Um, Zack Sabre, uh, Hiroki Goto, that was an amazing match, too. But but with Tana, I'd give Tana a B, B plus. And, and what's what's keeping him from being at his normal level? I mean, maybe just not the you know, uh, he kind of faded down the stretch. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I I could kind of see that. I, I think I'd give him an A minus. Like some of those matches were so good. Um, he's he's amazing as as always. But you can definitely see the. Just like Ishii, you can see the physical issues going on. When the dude runs the ropes, you know, it's hard. Or just walking to the ring, is the, he's, the knees are bad. But then you see him, like, freaking, uh, you know, launch himself up for the high fly flow so quickly. And you're like, where does that come yeah, from? Yeah, I think he did less of those this tournament, too. Um, right? Did yeah, he did. I don't think he beat a, a guy with the high fly flow. Oh. In the My tournament, fell off one second here. All right, so yeah, I agree. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, good, not great. That might be a booking thing. Uh, Hiroki Goto, uh, Goto, yeah, B minus. Yeah. Um, the the Naito match was good. He had that nice little early run. Um, you know his story and everything was pretty entertaining and, and well told. So, yeah, B-. minus. Um, yeah, I'm about on there with you. Now, Kenta, I saw his match. A few of his matches were really good. Um, I missed his match with Tanahashi. Did you see that one? Oh, it was, it it was, was great. great. Yeah. I, I give, I, yeah, I give Kenta A-. minus. I thought he was great. I love the book promotion stuff he was doing. Mm. Very, very entertaining. Um, you know, for the fact that what the guy was out for six months, I know, still has the scars on his back. Yeah, hip uh, to this location, and he returns six months later, whatever it is, 
to be in the G1. I mean, it's not like they eased him back at all. He had a few tag mo- matches on the Road 2 shows, mm. and uh, they threw him right in the fire to be in the G1. I mean, give the guy all the credit in the world. Man. Yeah, I, I mean, it is pretty incredible, and I feel like, I don't know, man. I feel like he's like, his striking game is is getting to the point of like close to not being safe in a way. Like he's really going back to that Noah style of just slapping the fuck out of people. Um, the few matches I saw of him, I mean, he was with Zach, dude. He was like hitting people to the point of like concussing them, um, which is very impressive. Yeah. I, At the same time, it's like Jesus yeah. Christ. Um. He's definitely got himself in better shape uh, since he, you know, joined the company. Um, but I, I feel like he feels like for him to get any run, I mean, he's going to be a middle of the pack guy. He's going to be a mid Carter. Um, you, know, you know what? So he's got. I'm he, happy for Kenta. He he went through so yeah. many injuries that could be like career ending. It's kind of the way I'm thinking about um, that girl in AEW right now, Chris Statlander. Right? It's like. They went through right. so many stuff. This girl's going through another six, seventh month recovery. Did you hear about that? Jeez, no. I, I think it was her other leg. Like, I know she tore her ACL. Yeah, before. and now I think she like did something similar on the other leg. Uh, so, jeez, oh, but you just hope that these people can yeah, continue. With, but with Kenta, I mean, the way he's going now, like he could maybe sneak a New Japan Cup win next year. He, and and he's going to be the type like that, of you know, not out of the he's question. He's going to be the type of dude, kind of like a. Uh, well, he's he's going to be able to win a never. He's going to be able to sneak in a New Japan Cup. Maybe um, he'll be able to definitely win never open weight. Um, so we'll see what happens there. He could do a tag team too. Um, who knows? Um, evil. Evil uh, in his current position, I can never really give great ratings to. I'm going to give him a C because he does only about four-fifths of the work. Um, his homies help him out a lot. Not Even in kayfabe, yeah. like in real life, like they're doing a lot of the work. Um, yeah, I give him a C plus because it's been better. His stuff has been better than it was at yeah. first. Um, I know people feel like there's an evil push coming, but I oh, just don't. God. I I just don't uh, I don't. God, see I was it. just thinking the other he's, day about when Naito lost to Evil and how shocked all of us were. Yeah, I think he's a he's a mid card heel um, uh, for life. Yeah, right where right where Hopefully. he belongs. Um, ZSJ, I give an A. Zach is just one of the best wrestlers in the company at this point. I don't know if he's going to be pushed. I mean, he won uh, the New Japan Cup. He. Uh, he, he just kills it in all these matches he had. His match with Naito was 40 seconds and amazing. Um, he had... Absolutely. His tantrum was great. Yeah. And let's just get him and Brian Danielson for Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> let's just get it done. Yeah, we'll see. It'd be a safe, yeah, it'd be a safe match, too. And that's one of the things I like about Zach is generally a safe wrestler, but very, very, very exciting. Um, you never know when he's going to win. You never know what's going to happen. So... Yeah, great promo. Great promo. Everyone's a dickhead. Uh, Naito, um, I think, also just killed it. Like, this dude is so different from when he was a few years ago when he was, like, limping and had, like, a disfigured arm and something. Like, he looks great, and he is so fast. Yeah, I mean, it's really incredible when you see the guy um, 
perform at top speed still. Um, I know he's got some bad knees because, you know, one of the things we were talking about mm-hmm. um, when we talk about Tom Lawler later was the commentary where he's like, hey, you notice that, you know, he wears braces or bandages underneath his mm. knee pads. He's got, like, ace bandages or something. So, you know, he's got some wobbly knees. And plus, he had that thing with his vision. He did, yeah. Right? He had the double vision. Something similar to uh, what, vision. Uh, what Kenny Omega had, yeah. Yeah, not vertigo necessarily. I think he just had some oh, double okay. vision or something. And um, you know, and he's a, a guy that's forty. But I, when I see him out there, you know, it's hard to tell. He just he, goes. He can still win a tournament, and yeah, he just goes, and it's just he's still very entertaining. And well, all not stuff, not so. only is Naito um, like just back to where he was as far as speed goes, and he's probably one of the fastest wrestlers. <laughs> he's one of the fastest heavyweights, which yeah. is crazy at his age, but also. His charisma is off the off the chains, like yeah. Still, he could still be the champ there, and no one will yeah, say anything. Yeah, yeah. It, it, great. His match uh, with Will Osprey was fucking incredible. Did what an amazing stretch! At one point, it was towards the beat. You know, just just the two of them. That was the first time we it saw was the that first match, time. Right? And I'll tell I you, think. when I saw that Stormbreaker into the Destino, oh, I. I popped, man. Oh, wow. That was, I, that was like, I was just Absolutely like, what? I, I, I was just like, what? What the fuck? I was shocked. You could tell that the two of them were just, you know, enjoying doing that. They together. were ready to go. It was awesome. Um, B Block, Tai Chi. What did you think? Uh, well, Tai Chi, you know, I love Tai Chi. Um, but I'd probably have to go C plus, B minus. Um, he obviously wasn't going to win the tournament or be kind of the, the favorite, uh, in any spot over, you know, this year. So, um, he's another guy that's probably like what mid card, yeah, uh, lower mid card kind of, you know, KOPW, maybe never open tag titles here and there for him. Yeah. I really wish they had that intercontinental title back. They could really use that right now. Yet. A guy like Knight, uh, well, that's the know, never open, that's really the never open that. title now, bro. Yeah, I know, but yeah. <laughs> they, you're like, yeah, I know, but uh, Carl Anderson would never get the. But I, I did like title. this. Uh, I'm gonna go with the B minus because I love the sumo stuff he was doing. I love the sumo stuff he was doing. Um, I give him a B. Pretty much, we're splitting hairs here. His match with the Great Okan yeah. was experimental in the sense that they just did a sumo slash judo match for the first fucking. 10 minutes they just tried to throw each other yeah and yeah kind of you know in a different way but it reminded me of when him and abushi just kicked each other exactly it, it reminded me of that it reminded me of um it reminded me of suzuki and uh who am i thinking of hiromu when they both just slapped each other in the right. chest over new japan over. cup yeah. Yeah. so uh good performance interesting matches um okan uh, what do you think? Okan's another guy that I, I was a little in a, in the Juice Robinson way. I was a little disappointed because I love the great Okan. I believe he deserves better um, than he's getting right now, and I think eventually the time will come for him because he's still he's not even thirty yet, right? Yeah, uh, definitely improving. Um, I got in an argument uh, on the internet, of course, like we always do, right? Um, we try to avoid, but I, I said that I thought Chase Owens right. was better than Ocon, and I got yelled at for that. Um, so Chase Owens is really good. Um, 
I like the Great O'Con a lot better than like Chase Owens from like for almost every possible like scenario. But I do think at this point, like Chase Owens is probably a little yeah, better. Yeah, and that in the w- ring. that's exactly yeah. yeah. Great O'Con has a better character, better, more charisma. Um, he's interesting, but uh, Chase Owens can put together a match a little better. Um, I give him probably a B plus. Chase Owens, I think that he had some great matches, um, especially against Ishii. Yeah, big surprise there, but. Uh, yeah, B minus for good Ocon, and and I would give uh yeah, Chase okay. a B. Listen, like I know people talk about Chase Owens and all that, and he maybe is a little bit of a, you know, something in in real life. I don't know, whatever. But um, his listen, if the guy is a Western guy that looks like how he looks, he, there's no way he'd be there if he couldn't. No, wrestle, no. What right? do you say? Like uh, that he has like sexual allegations? Is that what you mean by real life? Okay. I think so. I mean, allegedly. Uh, well, I've heard know, a kind few of a jerk, people but I don't mention know that, it but. on the internet, but I've never... Yeah. You know what? I try not to dive into that stuff when I hear about it. I'm just like, okay, there's just another guy that might have done A lot of that stuff things. takes care of itself <laughs> but if they are really fucking I up, get, but I, don't uh, know. I guess not. let's not get too into it. But anyways, bottom line is the dude is... He, was, he did good commentary as well, so a little extra credit. Um... But no, the guy's a really, really good wrestler, and yeah, I, I love Great Ocon overall way better than him. But you, you'd be lying if you didn't think that he's a better wrestler. That yeah, and that's what I meant to say. Wrestler than not he he probably will be better than Chase pretty soon. Oh a year, yeah, a year or two. Yeah, but at this point right now, you know and Chase, Chase has been wrestler. in New Japan for years and years too, so. I, I own a great Ocon shirt. I'm not buying a Chase. I Owen agree. Shirt, I'm a bigger will, fan of you know, Ocon. You know what I mean? But uh, but yeah. you know, you just have to look at the facts. Um, Sonata, uh, I I think Sonata did well. Um, Sonata's a you know plus or minus guy. He's either great or okay usually. I think he did pretty well this tournament. Um, give him a B. B minus C plus. I mean, he's just uh, he had a really good. What was his opening match? Because I think that was really good. Can't remember what it was. Now. Yeah, I'm trying to look here. I'm not sure um, if it was. I I remember him getting off to a really good start, but just kind of being that kind of vanilla. Same old, you know, same old. Default, default wrestler. You know, default. You go to creative mode, and he's the default. Yeah, yeah. Guy with the big hair. Um, no, I agree. Didn't really right. stand out a ton. Um, did the job when he had to, um, and did the job when he had to win. No, like wrestling pun. Like he did his work. He did well, um, but it was nothing like crazy. Um, had some good counters. Um, you know, it's Sonata. What, what do you expect? Jay White. Um, I give Jay White probably. An, I don't know, man. Jay White seemed to get better and better. Uh, fuck. That's a hard one. Jay White gets an A, man. I was thinking I, A minus. Feel like uh, A. I would say A. I thought he was going to go through that tournament undefeated and yeah. win it, or, or at least get to the final. Uh, but um, and go against Naito or something like that. But he, it's just who, wait. Who do? You, oh, he lost to Tomatonga. Yeah, we'll, That's we'll, right. And Tom we'll Tom talk about him Okada. soon. But Jay White right. is just like still right. improving. He's lear- He's still learning, but getting better. 
he's he's been good for years but he's really learning this character of when to play the not even you know, jump out of the ring jump back in when he's going to have his partner cheat uh Oka- or excuse me um ghetto um and and just like the the dynamics of jay white it's just he, it's getting better and better and he is such a great wrestler i really really liked the chase owens match because chase owens like we said what a, he's a really good performer mm-hmm. in the ring um, he has good timing. Uh, he's got pretty good character work. I didn't really like the Miho Abe kiss me thing. I thought that was a little mm. creepy. But, um, you know, the whole, the match he had with Jay, I thought was great. Oh, yeah. For what it was with the setup, and then they actually had a real match. Um, I think, he, you know, I think Chase has a really good mind for it, and Jay does too. And um, that was case in point there. So I'd definitely give great. him an A. He's a guy. I think he'll have a title defense on well, the way. Well, he will. He and he's we, we, gonna be we know who his title defense is going to be against uh, first. And so let's move on to that. Yeah. Tama Tonga, I think he killed it in this tournament. Um, I would yes. also give him an A. It's his first serious babyface singles run. It's weird seeing him as a babyface, but he knows what he's doing, man. He's a wrestler. He's a pro wrestler. He's good at it. And uh, he really knew. He really turned it on this tournament. I would. This is about as close as I'm going to get to an A plus because I thought he was, you know, I'm a, I'm a tough grader, but he's going to get a solid A, ninety six percent or whatever. Um, I mean, he was great. I mean, coming in as a, to be a baby face, even with the way Jada was uh, brought in and helped him a few times, and even the gear, mm-hmm. the haircut. The beard, everything just looked great. Um, the guy's probably in the best shape of his life. And this is another guy that's about 40 years old. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he's starting as a baby face all of a sudden. It, it's it, And just looks greatly, phys- physically great. And another guy that could re- we could really use that IC title nah, back for. Put the never open know? white title on him. We'll, we'll just call it that. Well, I guess he have to go. He I, he unseris, you know. He deserved better <laughs> with that title. Uh, no, he he did great. Um, he did great in the semis. He did awesome in his block. Uh, won a lot of matches and really showed us that hey, you put him heel, you put him baby, it really doesn't matter. Like he's gonna perform. In fact, he looks even better as a baby face now, and he's not doing tag team stuff. He looks better than his last few years in the G one. So when he did perform, it's just so f- it's it's just such a fresh coat of paint with him, right? Like, you know, three years ago he had one of the worst G ones where he was cheating <laughs> and getting. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just, yeah. I remember that scummy run yeah. you've ever seen. And now it's like he's got it's, all it's, these new moves. He's like doing the supreme flow, which is a cool little nod to uh, to Tanahashi. And he, the the gun stun, the use yeah. of the gun stun, and um, even I can't remember who was saying it, but hey, it's a very difficult move to hit. So you know, uh, he knows once he hits it, it's over. Like I love the psychology the, he's the using gun now stuns as well. against Okada, um, which he d- he wasn't able to hit, or just so such big moments. Like he threw up his body for the gun yeah. stun. Okada caught him over and over, and just like. Right. Such a great moment. Um, you said maybe an A plus for Tomatonga. I am going to give an yeah. A plus to someone who did not do good in the tournament, and that is Tomohiro Ishii. I think Tomohiro Ishii is underrated, even though people consider him one of the best wrestlers in the world. This dude 
just like has great matches no matter what. Um, God, he he made a lot of these matches amazing. Jay White, Chase well, Owens. The rumor is is that this is his last tournament. Like, why is he the one on the chopping block? Like, I don't understand. Let this guy go until he can't do it anymore. Mm, dude, we don't know he, what's going know, on with his body. The, we don't know what he wants or his. I mean, he might have just. He could be a walking CTE. Dude, he he. Uh, I mean, case, I she, guess, he. I, dude, who knows? Like. Who knows what he wants? Because you have someone like Suzuki that could probably kick ass in this tournament, and he's not there. And Ishii. Well, I I think I don't think Ishii. I don't think Suzuki wants anything to do with it anymore. He's got his thing going. He's always been kind of. He, he can come to America and make like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, and just give forearms for ten yeah. minutes. You know. So um, what do you what do you rate Ishii you know, this tournament? By the way. I would give him an A. Yeah. I would give him an A, but I just want to—I I, want to hear that talk snuffed out about him being his last tournament. Why? You're gonna let Fale and you know uh, Yujiro go out there again? Come you on! Know, for you every know? person that goes away, there's someone that has to replace them, man. And uh, if you know yeah. whoever that is, you, we hope it's better. But Ishii is a, is a once in a—he's kind of a once in a generation type of guy, like Tanahashi. They're lucky they got him. He's not a New he's, Japan original. He's the club of New Japan, right? You got the ace. He's the club. <laughs> there you go. He is the club. Or the heart. Let's go. The the heart of New the, Japan. The, well, go. that's Okada. He's, he's the like diamond measuring stick guy, you know? If they if the, if somebody can't have a good match with Ishii, then you get rid yeah, of him. Well, right? if you can't have a good match with Ishii, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. But just... Uh, you know, I, I've heard people after this G1 talking about he should be in the Observer Hall of Fame now. He's never really been voted in, and, like, he was never that big of a deal. But, like, the quality of wrestling is just stupid. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, in a way, it's like you mentioned him with all those guys never to hold world titles, like Kurt Henning, mm. Scott Hall. He's kind of this generation's version oh, of that. Oh, for, for New Japan, for sure. I mean. Yeah. You know, a little too much too late. I hate to say it, but 5'5", uh, five, five or whatever the fuck his height is. At have least you stood next to him, bro? 5'7". He's about 5'7", I'd say. Have you I'd stood say. next to him? Well, at least Evil never held the title. No, I haven't okay. stood next to him. Was I in line with him at yeah, in and out or something? I no. know what the... Dude, I mean, I, I've seen him in person. Wrestlers stop. He was in the ring. Not really. Okay, well, you got a picture of you and Great Ocon. Oh, well... That's true. He's tall. He's like 6'2". So, I'm 6 feet, and he's about 6'2". When Ishii comes to California, like, take yeah. a picture with him. Spend $100. Okay, there's... Okay. Who's big... Then, okay, let's do next... Okay. Well, Luchasaurus is really tall. <laughs> and physically imposing. And Brian Cage is like 5'9". Okay. Nine. There you go. Okay. Okay. And how tall is Toriyano? I, I haven't been that close to him. I was probably fifty feet away from him, sitting in my seat. In Oka- in uh, in, uh, in Japan. In Japan. And what do you rate him this tournament? Block A, Toriano. I give the dude a D. I think he sucks. I think he had a few I okay matches. I can't give him a D. I think some he had he was a little different. I give him a C plus because the Tom Lawler match was really fun. Uh, the Lance Archer match was really fun. The Jeff Cobb with his arms in the singlet. He had some memorable angles that weren't a bunch of recycled stuff this year, so it wasn't a bunch you of. You talk retreads. about Ishii leaving um, the G1. 
We need to replace Toriano with another Joker that's better than him. I think we should put... Dude, here's what we should do. We sh- Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana would be a good one. I think Master Watto should become a comedy wrestler, heavyweight. And we should... Or Aguchi should yeah, take him under his we should, Dude, that's what needs to happen. Toriano needs to take... Are are they... Who who are the, the um, junior tag champs right now? Fucking no one knows, still them? dude. Who is it? Are you looking it up? I no one knows that. No, I'm I'm looking to the right of me and see and trying um, to think. No, I got that in about Who are three the junior seconds tag here. Champs? Okay, yeah, so the IWGP time. junior heavyweight tag champs right now are the TJP and Francesco Akira. Oh. And do you remember when they won? Right, because they they yeah they beat they beat those guys. They beat uh, Team Six Yusuke Nine or Taguchi whatever. and Master Wato. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well deserved. They just haven't been over yeah. for a while. Four-time champions Ghetto I'm and sure Giotto hold the record at combined days. By the way, nine hundred sixty. See, told you it was. Told you Ghetto was a junior. So there you go, Ishimura, Ishimuri, and. But do you uh, know who's Ghetto. won the there junior tag team titles the most? It's not a hard guess. Think the best, the best uh, tag team in the me. world, possibly. Oh, the best Possibly. tag team in the world? Yeah. Oh, the Young Bucks? Yeah. Okay. So, Toriano, you think he had his place there? Um, yeah. I, I, I've always been more of a, a Toriano sup- uh, sympathizer let's, uh, than you. Let's just say simp. So. You're a Toriano simp. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, no. Seriously, though, I think he, he... You know, sometimes he can get repetitive. But I think he added some fresh stuff that you know kept him on the tolerable side and he's the change of pace though like he's if you're talking from a kayfabe sense he's beaten everybody <laughs> yeah it's kind of sad actually it's not like it's it's not like you know Yujiro's not going to beat anybody but you know he's beaten he's beaten Naito he's beaten John Moxley I mean he's got some solid wins under his belt he did beat John Moxley and I rewatched the promo afterwards recently he says I got yes. yanoed good stuff <laughs> and yeah, the Jeff Cobb hitting a a, a drop kick with his arms in a singlet. I still don't, I don't understand how he got his arms out of that thing. Still, and unbelievable, right? I mean, I I enjoyed it. And the in the sister act one and two, how did he not take that deal, right? Did he stuff his hands into the singlet? I don't think I saw that one. He put his arms in. He he somehow got. Jeff Cobb to put his arms in his own singlet and then try to tie him up wow. with the uh, with the ring apron, and then he got back in the ring with his arms in his singlet. Still, finally got it out, but he did a drop kick with his arms in his singlet. And and Chris Charlton was awesome when talking about how it, you know puts Orange Cassidy to shame yeah. or something like that. Wow. Okay. Didn't see that one. Sounds pretty cool. So, so the Lance Archer match I thought was pretty entertaining. Um, he tried to fight. He tried to be the murder guy again against Okada. Like I thought, he brought some different stuff to it, and he's a change of pace. Like I said, like. Well, he um, did beat Jonah, you know. right? So. He beat Jonah. Uh, very special go. moment for him. Um, um, so there you go. You can't you can't give the guy a D. I mean, come on. He added some different angles to it, so he's well, C plus B minus. Um, yeah, let's move C on plus. from him. Yeah. Oka- 
No, you're, it's irrational. Oh. It's irrational. No, no, I know there's a lot of people that don't like it. I understand it. And I you're, get it. you're talking to us right now. So, Okada yes. definitely gets an A from me. I mean, he won the tournament. He had great matches I, one after another. Uh, I thought his match with Jono was incredible. Um, and he just he he just really made Jonah look like two billion. I think he, yeah, oh yeah, for sure with that win. But not only that, a lot of people just went all out. Archer went all out against Okada. That was when he Archer, did all his you crazy stuff. How much stuff. he appreciated being there. Another guy that dude's like yeah, years and old, he's man. doing his his old school times. 10 you know which is way cooler yeah. than the undertaker ever did um he, he had a great <laughs> match against lawler i thought it was an awesome match yeah um so yeah i mean it's okada dude what can you expect he's he's back hitting his stride once again um yeah i mean best in the world right now yeah. right yeah we'll see about kenny omega um kenny omega's story coming up in the uh but definitely, um, not only one of the best in the world, but one of the, like, he's lasting a long time at being one of the best wrestlers in the world, too. Like, I remember when he was 28, hey, and he's and not you know 28 what? anymore, and he's still kicking ass. Well, he's probably at the, you know, in his center of his prime. He's 33 years old, so he still has a good seven, eight years left of prime work. And he's a safe worker Health, in general, you know. too, so... He might be able to push it. No, it doesn't. I mean, the only time he leaves the ground really is when he drop does the kick. elbow yeah. and the drop kick. Yeah, he does. He does a splash. He once doesn't in a do great crazy while. stuff to the outside. He doesn't do anything crazy outside the ring. Doesn't do dives. You know, just yeah, very pretty grounded his, guy. His, his most like risky move is the the jump over the rail, and he only does that like once a year. Yes. Right. And it's a drop kick, so usually he can get his no, arms no, no, down. No, 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 not a drop kick. Like he he throws them over the railing and then splashes them over the railing. Oh yeah, but he gets yeah, someone yeah, to yeah, catch yeah, him yeah, yeah. at least. Yeah. All yeah. right, uh, bad luck, Folly. What'd you think? Go ahead, tell us. That's the guy I'm going to give a D to. I love Folly. I love watching the the sh- uh, what do you call it, the New Zealand dojo show and all that stuff. And I love his TikTok stuff and all that, but I mean, there's a guy that we just don't need out there anymore, man. You can tell. I mean, yeah, it's a tough one. You um, know, he he's got the tucked-in T-shirt. He looks like it, it's just not. I just don't think he needs to be out there. When you, okay, um, so this was the monster block, can, right? And he was probably yeah. the worst monster of all. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, I mean, I would rather see. Toriano a thousand times than Fale at this point. Not to say Fale can't be like a heater for somebody. Like I don't know, maybe you have him run out there with El Fantasma. Yeah, but you or know he already like that. played that role years ago too, and it's just like God, you know. Again? Well, do it again. But I'm just saying, like I know he's really important to the company because I don't really see him. This should probably be his last g1 to be honest so i get what you're saying like um, why is this Ishii's last g1 when he's kicking fucking ass and folly like might have another year i agree with you on that we're, we're not hearing that talk about guys like folly and he, you know and yujiro but we're hearing about guys like ishi like unless he's got some kind of serious health issue that we don't know about why is that even being yeah. talked about 
I uh, yeah, I agree with you. I give them about a D. D. I give them the same as Toriano. It it's, you know, we love every wrestler. Justin and I do. Um, we're not oh, like yeah, just gonna do. say someone sucks or anything. We don't wrestle. We love Bad Luck Fale. Um, but we're comparing him. If we saw him on the street, we'd want to take a picture with him love and to talk do to that. him. Like you know, we'd we work lo- out. we love all these guys <laughs> for the most part. Um, I'm not a huge absolutely fan of some wrestlers but uh i would still shake their hand um what did you think um actually i'll um, yeah i'll give my opinion on this one i'm gonna say lance archer gets a uh i'm gonna give him a straight up b lance archer came in he's an aew wrestler now he is not a new japan wrestler and he fit right back in to uh his role um, what a lot of people don't realize about Lance Archer is in the history of New Japan is he wasn't that big of a deal for many years. Really, it was his New Japan um, Cup match with uh, Osprey that really put him really on the map. Before that, he'd spent a lot of time in NOAA when New Japan invaded them. And he was not a big deal, really. But uh, since that Osprey match, he's really stepped it up. He got a job in AEW. He's been in the G1 a few times, and I feel like he he really did it well this year. He protected himself. Um, he did his big shit at the end when he was going to lose. Um, I think he did great. What do you think? It was one of those cases of, you know, you can't come home again, but I felt like he really appreciated oh, yeah. being there, and you can tell he really soaked it It was in, like being back at home for uh, him, this dude. Time. It really was. Yeah, so it was a homecoming. The only thing is he and couldn't scare children. I even see him like... <laughs> that's true. Wow, that's... Yeah, we're not there yeah, yet. Well, we'll wait till September. But, um... Yeah, and he can only scare children <laughs> in a certain section. <laughs> what do you give Lance for um, this tournament, Justin? I yeah. Give him a B plus. Um... And you can, like, all the guys, they just felt this level of, like, appreciation for being there. Especially with the the outside guys, like Jonah. And it, it made yeah, it feel more special. Yeah, I want to add that Jonah is signed to you can tell they really so. appreciate him. Well, he's going to be back. Because I, I know we'll talk about it maybe after we cover yeah. Lawler and Jonah. Um, but yeah, let's carry on. Yeah, to that. Um, I, 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 the only outside guy, let's see, is Lance Archer... I think that's the only truly outside talent they had. Um, if you New Japan Strong is part of New Japan, but you know, obviously, things have changed. True, true. Um, I've heard a lot of now. Here's the, the thing I want to state: I've heard a lot of people saying, "You've seen Lance Archer in the G1. What's your hand, Tony Khan?" And my thought is like, dude, Lance Archer probably makes bank doing like wrestling once a month for AEW, and uh, I'm pretty sure he's cool with that. <laughs> What do you think about that? No, he he'll go back to right where he was. He he's is a he's a monster. gateway guy. Yeah, kind of like I don't think that's a bad position. Kind of like no, no, no. It's kind of like with I don't know, like Nyla Roses mm. for their women's division. So if you're the champ, it's one of your challengers, or if you're up and coming to getting a push, you got to go through the monster. You yeah, know, at some point. Uh, he he's and, a mid level boss. Good matches right? in AEW too. His uh, his match with Hangman. For the title, which they did a like Texas Deathmatch, that was great, dude. Yeah, and for a guy like his age and his kind of build, you know, he's not a guy that's going to go out there and wrestle two hundred and fifty. Probably times gets a year to hang out with his kids and family title, in you know? Texas most of the year. 
and gets paid. So right, it's probably the only reason why he's not just he didn't just resign with New Japan is because he wanted to spend more time here. Had he known about the expansion they were doing out here and how New Japan Strong came along, basically because mm-hmm. of the pandemic, you know, he might well, have made a different decision. Well, he's also decision. probably making good money in AEW. <laughs> Either way, yeah. So, um, you want to talk about Jonah? Jonah, man, that's another guy that gets close to an A plus, man. Let's yeah. give him an A. Yeah, Bronson um, Reed breakout performance. Did, yeah, Bronson. Did Reed, you watch his his uh, his Which, stuff as Bronson Reed? It was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It's funny though. At first, I'm like, who is this guy? But then he won it's me funny, over. Funny though, because sure. they were doing, you know, obviously that PWG style and NXT at that point, and uh, he fit in well there. But little did we know that this dude can do that New Japan one-on-one style just as good as anybody. I mean, yeah, and the character work he was doing, the mask, mm. he comes out, the music, um, just worked perfectly, and the fans loved him. They see that guy, and instantly, right away, they're in love with him. Yeah. And he got over really Huge big with the with fans. The fans and, and as we said before, this guy, he was getting some of the most, the biggest crowd reactions. I mean... Just in 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 person, seeing this big, huge dude get on the top rope, of course, you're like, oh, and hitting that torpedo. Well, it arguably, actually, I don't even think it's an argument. I think it's definitely the biggest moment of the tournament was him beating Okada. And well, besides the finals. Class. Besides the finals, but I mean, that was the most memorable... Um, oh, yeah. You know, impact moment, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that was just a shocker. And uh, kind of a stamp for Jonah to say, I'm here, and I'm going to do this. And he's probably earned a uh, briefcase match. Yeah, briefcase. That. Sure. And uh, yeah. just, I don't think we clarify this, but uh, Jay White's going to probably go against Tomatonga real soon as well. Right, title, yeah. a little filler title shot, and well-deserved. And it'll be, it'll be a, a yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, I agree with you. Jonah kicked ass. Um, I'm going to talk a little about Tom Lawler. Now, full uh, disclosure, I've been listening to Tom Lawler on the, uh, you know, F4W figure uh, Wrestling Observer Radio for multiple years. So to find out that this guy was in the G1 was a little crazy. Um, I was way more entertained in the G1 than I was by his New Japan Strong stuff. I like him as a babyface. He's funny. He's really funny, like legitimately funny, as opposed to like doing, you know, crotch hits on a guy and stuff. He's bringing out Sister Act. Right. Yeah, he's bringing out Sister Act DVDs. um, And he wrestled really well, this technical wrestler that kind of has his thing. And by the way, shout outs to, uh, we didn't shout out uh, Royce Isaacs and uh, Bad Dude Tito. They, They did really well. They were great, and I think they got over just as much. And World Tag League, why not? Yeah. Both those teams. I could see that. And I was especially... Bad dude, Tito. People were... And I love even, you know, Royce Isaacs, too. And they were just... The fact they were getting over with the Japanese culture. Not to the level a guy like Alex Zane was and Ace Austin were doing it. But pretty damn close. You know what's funny about them and this podcast? Do you know where Bad Dude Tito's from? Well, I know that he's you kind know of where a SoCal Royce Isaacs guy. is from. There you go, Colorado. But 
the, you know, he he's a SoCal guy too. He but he's wrestled from Colorado, in, uh, yeah. in the Denver. In Denver, he's from there. Yeah, Rocky Mountain yeah, Pro. So we got a Colorado slash yeah, uh, SoCal podcast here, so we got to support our guys, um, I, especially Bad Dude Tito. Yeah. Like you said, he looks like a Poffo. looks like a Poffo. At the same time, he looks like a early AJPW guy to me, like almost like a Doctor Death a little bit. Um, little like yeah. rhino ish you know like a rhino and macho man kind of look like the beard and everything he looks like he can be in the Poffo so family it, right tito escondido um, right is he oh it's great is he like a mexican Bad dude, dude? Tito. i don't know i you know what i think he's Panamanian. he's got a real unique look though like you said the Poffo, the big cheeks yeah kind of the muscle body and the and the and the, and the yeah the beard um, so I mean, I think J- Japan just likes the complete opposite of them, right? Jonah, this big, you know, Australian s- dude, and then bad dude Tito. I mean, what a <laughs> great name, too. I mean, there's just a lot going on there for uh, T- TMYK, right? TMDK. The don't kneel. Yeah. TMDK, Yeah, right? the, it's it's really cool, um, man. I, I, liked, uh, I liked both of their sidekicks. They did good on the undercard matches. And uh, these are two guys that are also like, shit, maybe I could be in the G1 one day. So you keep working on strong and uh, you get over and we'll see what happens. Could you imagine, though, you're Royce Isaacs and bad dude Tito. You get this nice trip to Japan. You get paid. You don't have to do any of these like grueling singles matches. It's just you get to be on the bus. You get right? to be like on the, the backup bus quarterback. You know what they said? OK, so this is what uh, this is funny. This is what Lawler said, right? He said, this is kind of fucked up, but it's what he said. He said, so they would give bentos to all the talent, right? But for the American yeah. talent, they would include a Big Mac. All right. <laughs> it's Sounds like just because they're American, they get a Big Mac, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and Tom Lawler was fantastic on commentary especially that's with what the everyone said i don't think i heard that one but everyone said that tom lawler just was amazing on commentary very like really reminded me of like you know where don Callis or even like taz will get descriptive about like oh why he's putting the you know like very knowledgeable about you know mm. the maneuvers and the you know why he's putting and pressure on that part of hurts. his body. Uh, some, his, someone, Caprice Coleman and does a great job of that as well. Yeah, and he's like an mm. MMA historian and kind of pro wrestling historian, so he's just very knowledgeable. I don't know if you get any of that out of listening to him on the podcast, but he knows yeah. his stuff. Like, he knows his history and stuff. I don't think enough wrestlers realize how important commentary is as a skill for them, too. I mean, yes, some wrestlers will never do that. You're not going to hear Hulk Hogan on commentary too often. But nowadays, in the modern world, you can transition into that. And so it's another skill. I mean, you remember CM Punk back in the day. I'm the best at wrestling in the ring and on commentary, too. You know, it's like... And you, you got to give Kevin Kelly credit for working with so many guys and saying, who, if you can speak English, let's do it. Like, giving everyone a chance that wants to do it. And... I'm sure there's a good reason, but I wonder why Chris Charlton can't go to. He might have a job. Do commentary he might have a anywhere job yeah. in Tokyo with New Japan. But I, I think, yeah, I think he has some kind of important. Um, I, I don't know what he. He must be some kind of like 
you know, communications or some kind of uh, role with New Japan. I know he's fluent in everything. Yeah, do, so. uh, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure about that. I've talked to him about it, but uh, yeah, I guess this will give uh, our chance. I don't know what his official title is. Like, if you looked on his LinkedIn, what his title yeah. would be in New Japan. A director of communications. It's like, I thought that was Rocky. But, uh, no. Is, really, is that his? Know. Director of I communications? Know. I don't know if he has a LinkedIn because uh, he's in Japan. You know what I mean? Um, I could take a right. look. But I'm sure there's tons of people named Chris I know, I'm just. I mean, it's none of our business necessarily, but I'm just... He's great, and the way he's come into his own... Um, from being kind of that third guy that would throw in little tidbits with uh, Don Callis to just being a full-fledged, almost damn near can call play-by-play well, play if you um, wanted to. Now. And I guess this is our moment where we have to say that the commentary this uh, this year was really great. Um, whether it be the random guys on the side um, or just Kevin Kelly, which he did an incredible job this year again, Um I definitely think, like, yeah. last year I was a Tony Schiavone, if you remember. I thought Tony Schiavone was my favorite. Yeah. This year I'm really going back to Kevin Kelly again. Um, this guy is just killing it. Um, no and doubt. I think you voted for Kevin Kelly last year. I did, and I'm a vote <laughs> for him again this year. Well, he year. could fall off, bro. We only got, like, four months until the end of the year, right? I, I don't see it <laughs> happening. He can take a knee right now and not do a single thing the rest of the year. He's still win it. Okay. Well, uh, he they killed it. Uh, Chris Charlton. I even mentioned on Twitter that he was great when the uh, wrestlers were walking out. He was yelling the stories out. Kevin, this guy is... Oh. And, and I mentioned on Twitter and he, he responded, yeah. you know, uh, he was saying he liked it and stuff uh, because he, he was so great with the stories on those last couple final matches. Oh, yes, and, and, you know, as they were happening, the yelling, like, it, that's just him being comfortable yeah. doing it, you know? Like, could you imagine right now just yelling at the top of your lungs? Like, you, it's... I, don't I think, think there's a it. whole like, different world there, because uh, what I've learned from Kevin Kelly is that you have to speak your normal voice when you announce. Oh, that was great. That was great. But, you know, you can... Because you'll lose your voice if you yell the whole... <laughs> the whole so uh, right, but right. then at the end there you can finally start raising your voice and so um right. jeff cobb what'd you think buddy you know you got a guy who what won the first eight nine matches of the mm. last year right so he, i mean i don't think anyone was coming and think he was going to win the tournament so obviously he wasn't going to have as strong of a showing as last year but the jonah mm -hmm. beefy match was great um I, I, I probably have to give him a B plus. Yeah, I agree. There was uh, something about his, you know, being pushed where, uh, as far as the booking goes, if you put him to win a big match at this point, Cobb's going to, like, fucking kill it. But he did have a 21-minute match with Okada. That was good. Um, you know, he got beat by Jonah and Lawler in two matches that were about 15 minutes. Um and this is another guy who, you know, kind of like in that Kenta realm where, like, you know, let's get him to win a New Japan Cup yeah. in the next year or two. Yeah, I'd like to see some push for Cobb. Um, yeah, not just label, you know, put him in the tag team division. No, no, I agree. As a singles um, wrestler. Even though I love the tag team, yeah. you know. As a singles wrestler, I I, I think he's great. Um, didn't think he was so great about four years ago, three years ago. But, uh, 
he's definitely great now. And so, yeah, I, I give him a B. Um, and that might have some stuff to do with the booking. So there, we did all the guys. That was 24 guys. That was a... Uh, did we do Lawler? Tom Lawler? Did we uh, have a grade? I don't know if I gave him a grade, but I, I gave him like an A-. minus. I think he did awesome. Oh, for sure. Now, the question I was going to ask you next year, or even the rest of the year, I was I asked it to the Super J cast and a few mm -hmm. other places. Over under three months in 2023, um, how much time do you see Lawler and Jonah spending mm. in Japan proper? Man. I see Jonah with Jonah, Lawler. I think, is going to spend more time in Japan because of the booking. Lawler... That depends on what we see in New Japan Strong, so I, I, I can't be sure on that one. I would bet, like, middle of the line or whatever. But Jonah, definitely. Yeah, I th three months is a, is what I was thinking for, for Lawler. Probably the under, if anything, but I do think at some point New Japan Strong is going to do spot stuff in yeah. Japan. Um, maybe New Year's Dash, or, you know, you'll have... A couple tours of Strong and Cork and Hall. Oh, that would be cool. And and um, you know something you mentioned? I don't think they should do this with the G1, but I was thinking about this last night lying in bed, actually, because I'm that much of a wrestling nerd. And I think you had said, like, oh, what if they did the G1 block in America for Strong and then the G1 block? And I don't necessarily right. agree with that, but I like the idea of doing um, a double New Japan Cup. Well, you know, remember they had that G1... Uh, no. The they had the yeah, USA, yeah. so they can do a, a spinoff thing of that that would qualify you. Yeah, for the and real same G1. thing with the juniors, right? But I think everyone also we all love seeing the announcement for the first time, where we know everyone that's in, right? So maybe the more of that that's a yeah. mystery, the better. I don't know, but there's no reason why you can't have, you know, two or three spots spoken yeah. for out of the 28 or 32 whatever they do next year for yeah we'll knows. see and then there's uh a fall show coming up for new japan strong that looks pretty interesting shingo's gonna be there is it in la there's one tomorrow no in this LA. one's in I, september um, that i'm talking about with definitely. all the talent though um so let's oh. see i don't know I think they're doing some... I think they're going oh, to New York. Oh, they mentioned that. Yeah, so we should talk about that. They're going to do a show there. Um, and we we kind of talked about One Night of Wrestle Kingdom already, so... One Night of Wrestle Kingdom and then New Year's Which, Dash. Is dude, this one back. gets me because I think that New Year's Dash officially being back, I think that One Night of Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash means that New Year's Dash is going to have, like, um, angles again. I think. Because it's been oh. a while, right? It's been many years since New Year's Dash was like, oh, everything changes, you know? Since Chris Jericho attacked uh, yeah, I uh, mean, Naito. And then Jay White not joining the Bullet Club, and then... Yeah. Maybe the Liger retirement. Wh which, was that was thing. a Liger retirement, but there was no, like, huge... That was also the last proper yeah, New Year's Dash, so. wasn't so, it? I'm really excited to see New Year's Dash. So in Hollywood, where's the Vermont Hollywood again? Is that a far? 
three like miles. Three miles. Is it in a shady area? That's where we went with Kenzo. No, it's it's eh, borderline. It's by L.A. City College. So what? Uh, right across. Jay the White's street. already so, back. No, it's, it's you know, East Hollywood. And Jay White's already back. Oh, I it's think, it's uh, just yeah, going to be a big, big multi man tag. So nothing too special yeah. there. No, but I, I was looking at okay. From here, we're moving to burning burning spirit. That's might where we get. That might be where we get like some of those. Um, Isn't there something? In yeah, the UK they're doing coming up like too? Uh, Royal Quest Two. So, and that's going to be uh, so Crystal Palace. What's going to? I want to see what the match card is for that. But I mean, hey, we we love dude. Us I, their last show, uh, Royal Quest One, besides some of the technical issues they had was really great i and also i remember that i think that ishii like suplexed uh kenta a little bit too hard and knocked him out um sunday september 11 new japan strong autumn action in las vegas so shingo's Mm. gonna be there okay um the tickets are kind of cheap you think of going to that one (laughs) no no, I I pretty much don't want to go to Vegas the rest of my life. Seriously, I love Vegas, man. Ugh, oh come no. on, it's not that bad. Um, and then we've yeah, got a thing called Declaration of Power in October tenth, um, in Japan. I have no clue what this means. So it looks like we're waiting for a few things to hear about here. We've got uh, Royal Quest, like I said, in October. And New Japan Strong in Vegas on September 11th. Um, and, well, at some point we have those Korakan ma- making noise in shows, September. right? Yeah. But what, what, and then we have, when's World Tag League wins, if they're going to do a yeah, Super J-Cup Yeah, nothing's been announced so far as far as that, J-Cup. but this Burning Spirit Tour in September is probably when we're going to get the noise, and they're going to do the Yokohama Budokan, Karakuen, Karakuen, a couple other places, Gunma, Chiba, Osaka. So, uh, by the way, have you been to Osaka? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you I'm think? Where my wife's from? Yeah. You've been to been the downtown river area with the big uh, running yeah. guy on the sign. Uh, Seen that one? Yep. Did yeah, you see the crab times. that I think does I got this? A picture. Uh, I'll find it. Yeah. What's it called? Shitemburi? I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> sure. But it, it's it's the running man sign that everyone loves. I don't know what's so special about that. Here, oh, look, there's me right in front oh, of you. Oh, right shit. There. Oh, that's the new LED one, too. Yeah. Let me just ask you, is it so many people there that it's, like, unreal? True. I live in LA, True. so... Not really, but... Uh, oh, there's a picture from the show. You live in L.A., though. Oh, there's us in front of the Oh, dog. the dog that returned to its owner. Which of the trick that's, in, that's there? Or whatever. Okay, so so people just in listening, Tokyo. he's got a picture of a... It's in Tokyo. No, but he, he showed Osaka. us a picture of him in front of the uh, running man in Osaka, which is a very famous neon sign. Oh, this is great yeah. for a podcast. 
great stuff. Oh, there, there's this all this Running Man. In, it's a huge sign in Osaka that is very, very famous. It's been around for like over 50, 60 years. Did you did you have the chance to see? Yep. yep. Okay. Did you have the chance to see any 3D signs at that point, or were those not a thing at that point? This is 2019, so it's not that long ago. So no, these just not, these just debuted like the last two day. years. Have you heard of them? They've uh, got yeah. like cubes cut out that there are three. Yeah, that's beautiful. And then you can take a little river. Can you take a little like a river train or a boat through there? Not you I have to be able to. Not really. I mean, it's kind of. There was a picture like when the Hanshin, the Hanshin Tigers, Tigers won, and everyone which is Osaka's in. team for those that don't celebrate. know. All right, he's showing yeah. me stuff on his phone, which he's yeah. going to show me later tonight. Yeah, beautiful. Osaka yeah. is a beautiful. You city. show me those after the pod because I can't explain them. Oh, there's the Ooh, sushi that we got delivered to the a house. Big, oh, huge yeah. bowl of different sushi. So, all right, for all you Japanophiles and uh, freaks out there that watch too much hentai. You are uh, in your. Zone. It's a thing. Hentai. I I I met some guy that watches it is, watches it. Actually, it's a pretty weird, bro. His name is John. His name is Ron <laughs> no. Mensman. You work at where I work, and you're gonna meet people like that. Let's uh let's move on real quick. Um, talk about a little something else. We've been doing good here, and uh, let's finish this up by talking about our favorite wrestler, CM Punk. Or your uncle's favorite wrestler, I'm sorry. Tell me what your uncle said about CM Punk originally before he joined AEW. Worst WWE champion of all time. <laughs> How old is your uncle? Why do you hate? Let's hear about some of that. The why. Oh, I just thought he was a whiner, complainer, you know, that kind of stuff. Even though that's like part of his character, yeah. But you know he's gonna take it literally, and you know the fact that the way is he, he left wrong, the company though? and just kind of quit, move, you know. And and in a, we'll, in a way, use no, that. We'll, we'll use your uncle to kick off our chat about uh, CM Punk. Is your uncle wrong? No, no, he's not. No, he's not wrong. No, but uh, th- again, I have some CM Punk shirts. I love CM Punk too, and like kind of what he stand for and. The fact that he was different and was always fighting the status quo. But I do understand. I've said it from the get-go. I understand why you, someone would hate CM Punk. And I understand why Are someone would love CM Punk. Are we starting to learn CM that Punk. even if the status quo is really good, he probably still fights them? Do you remember Maybe. when I told you about the first time I ever heard about CM Punk? Uh, I'll refresh mm-hmm. your memory. I In 2009, I listened to a podcast yeah. called... Uh, like wrestling, what what was it? C- uh, Colt Cabana, something about wrestling. Is that what it's oh, called? Yeah, the Colt Cabana podcast? art of wrestling. No, it's called the I art of wrestling. I listened to it in two thousand nine. Okay, so right way before I got into wrestling, and way after I got out of wrestling. But I was like, okay, I like I used to like wrestling, so this podcast is probably pretty cool. And the first episode I listened to was with an interview with some guy I never heard of called CM Punk. And he was talking about how, like, he's fucking tired of people coming up to him at the airport. And, like, he's fucking, yeah. he tells people to fuck off. And, like, unless you're a little girl, and then you get, you're okay. But, like, if you're not a little girl, like, can't you tell that I'm, like, listening to my music and ignoring you? 
many years ago I heard that. And that was in 2009, yeah. so he was right. like on the come up in WWE, right? Right, right. I mean, he was the, you know, a few years into his run at WWE. Is um, is CM Punk a, a dick in real probably, life? Yeah. I think it just really depends on when you run into him. Yeah, but what if you're in the backstage and you run into him and you're like, hey, we're going to do a hardcore promo and we're going to talk shit about it? I don't know. I like, I I don't know. Maybe to some people, but like, you can't really, you know, unless you experience it yourself or you ask enough people. I mean, I I feel like if he was a huge dick and that bad, he never would have been. How do you feel about Hulk Hogan? Well, that was a instance where well, CM Punk was never as much as I don't like Hogan. I take CM Punk a thousand times over Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, he was never to that level of notoriety and yeah, pop culture and you know general mm-hmm. popularity. I mean, that's one of those things where they're just there because of their pop. You know, it doesn't matter if the guy was murdering people backstage he still was going to be why do you think cm punk called out hangman um unannounced and went into business for himself this week i i think hangman uh probably rubbed them the wrong way and i think hangman's a guy that i don't really necessarily think that you know, I think he's courteous and he's probably a good guy, but I don't think he's someone that's gonna, you know, bend over backwards when a guy like CM yeah, Punk is especially especially when he's built and his own career up from the ground up. Yeah, as hard as a guy like Hangman worked, you know, from like we we've talked about how his, you know, his comeuppance in the world of wrestling in the last three or four years is really phenomenal and, when you and think a, about and, it. And if you t- think about um, Eddie Kingston, it's even more it's even more of an impress, uh, imp- like impressive come up in the sense that he was like kind of a nobody as far like I didn't even know who he was. I mean, Adam Page was on the same level as Yujiro Takahashi and Chase Yeah, Owens but at least he was in New ago. Japan. Right, like we were talking about him, like Eddie Kingston wasn't right, even right, in, but still in kind of like big promotion. No, Eddie Kingston yeah. was in high school gyms, and you know that's well, all, he, another he's story. Another one, but co- two two completely different cases, I think there. But um, I, I just think you know maybe Adam Page didn't you know kiss his ass at the right time or you know what i mean i think punk's a very yeah, moody person sure. and he's i think if he's your friend he's you know he's a great friend but if he doesn't like you uh, th- you know that's where the whole you know i don't think you get back in his good graces i don't know i mean i thought he was kind of a different person this time around uh, and he was more appreciative to be there but maybe that honeymoon period and everything's yeah. wearing off i mean it's interested to know it's interesting to know we know justin you and i and the fans that are listening that you don't have to be best friends with someone to wrestle them right i don't think so i mean over the years there's a lot of i don't think Tanahashi, that. i don't think I mean, Tanahashi and, and liked each other that much 
no i don't either and i don't think Brunton <laughs> at all liked each other right really much so either. it's like do your right. fucking job and that's just do your job right so it, it's a tough one man like if you're going into business for yourself though that's where it gets a little weird so, we can put the disclaimer out there for all we know the two of them are playing hopscotch in the back and playing patty cake backstage right now we don't know for sure but if we're just kind of reading between the lines on, on what we hear and, and that's what makes you know the billion people that do wrestling podcasts interesting is they like to speculate so that's what we're doing with this and you know it does seem that there could be a bit of uh, you know, maybe Tony Khan isn't as good as managing the egos. Uh, well, as I, I kind of feel bad for the guy because, I mean, if first. you get that many, like, top wrestlers in one group, like, and you're not Vince McMahon, right? Like, it's a tough one. Yeah, it's one of those things where you, you, you get a coach that's, you know, not, wasn't, like, a great player or anything, and, you know, he's coaching all these superstars now, like... How does he command yeah, he, the room? He's not Vince know? McMahon. He doesn't intimidate people like he does. Uh, he's got to build that up over time. Um, so we'll see how he deals with it. And a lot of that is going to show up this Wednesday on Dynamite. Who do you got? Yeah. Um, Mox or Punk? I, I, I feel a yeah. schmoz. Yeah, putting it on free TV, right? Yeah, I I mean I know AEW you know does a lot of they use dynamite as almost a every few weeks they make yeah because they had the winter is coming field. remember that one but um and it was like was it Pac versus Omega for the well and and don't forget that we we have their biggest show of the year or second biggest show of the year I don't really know we've talked about it. I don't know what their Layout, all in, all out, all, right? All out. That's, yeah, those it's coming up shows, in a few right? weeks. We got a Monday off, by the way. Remember, all out and double or nothing, we get Mondays off there. So always remember that. Yes. Memorial Day and Labor Day. So um, they're having one of their biggest shows of the year a week later. Yeah. Yeah. Or a few days later. like Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really interesting. Like, who are you going to do? Set up a so whole new guy? Is MJF going to come out? It's They're going to set something up. They're going to set something up to build to all out. So I don't think whatever the result is of it is kind of just going to be, you know, also we've to, seen, to uh, new, uh, we've seen AEW do schmoz finishes and move on. And a lot of people are like, they don't do DQs, but no, but they have had things like Chris Jericho and MJF. And then like someone cheats and then the ref comes out and says, no, 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 that what, you know, so they know how to do dusty finishes without, a full-on DQ or count-out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I do think that there is that, you know, Western element they need to have in their products simply because TNT, TBS, whatever. Um, yeah, let's not, <laughs> let's not forget, too, that they're looking for huge ratings, right? They're about to get another TV deal. Yeah. And so, fuck it. Like, put their biggest match on there. So, a lot of stuff going on um, with AEW. God, I wish we could talk about the women's division if it was more exciting. I've got, like, nothing to say about it. Um, 
I haven't. I'll be honest with you. I've missed AEW the past few weeks. Simply just I just have life and. And you know, if it was that interesting, you would have been watching every week. To be honest, like to be to be honest. And sometimes when I get home from the office, the last thing I want to do is take my work computer out well, again. You know what I mean? When I was working from home, it was just like my computer was just yeah, always but, here. But, but like I, I said, like work computer out. Work, eh, I'm a lazy work person. and home and all that Middle stuff. If it too. was that drawing you in that much, you'd figure out a way to watch it no matter what. You know, even with kids, like you'd watch it hours yeah. afterwards. So maybe it says something to you personally that, True. and I agree. I've been watching a little bit here and there. Um, after watching the G1, I'm I'm starting to really get on that train of like I just don't know if American wrestling is my thing um, you know I feel that way too but I know when it's G1 season yeah. I drop everything and it's it's the G1 and if the Mets are good then it's baseball so and the was G1. Were, yeah. and are the Mets good cool yeah they're in um, first place. were any of the the matches this year in the G1 your match of the year cuz uh, for me i think that my match of the year was the tag team title match um, for AEW do you know what i'm talking about with Swerve in our glory and the young bucks but i i don't know yeah. i feel like the yeah. uh, G1 final kind of is now my match of the year was pretty awesome i'd have to do a little more reflecting to figure out yeah but now we got really a lot of match. stuff coming up too right so who mm-hmm. knows roman roman reigns versus absolutely what's his name <laughs> drew mcintyre um no it, no in it's England. in wales be fun, but i don't i don't they right. sold like Different over um, 50 dude their sales are crazy by the way i don't know if i've mentioned this I heard that the tickets were Bro, they've super sold expensive like, too. They've sold like eighty thousand tickets for uh for LA already. Yeah, like they've really? sold stupid amounts. But don't don't get it twisted. That could have been the secondary market. Well, I'm sure a lot of it is, but nonetheless they get that money. Cause that's that's what happened. No, I know. But that's what happened with uh, Double or Nothing, where you saw tickets mm. be $11. Oh, no, Forbidden Door. The Forbidden Door sold out really, really quick. Yeah. Don't forget, at United Center. And that morning of and that week of, you were seeing $11 tickets because all the scalpers bought them up. Well, if we backfired. get $11 tickets to Sunday WrestleMania, we might be going, bro. I have zero interest to going to WrestleMania. Well, if we I get, get really like close that, tickets, so, yeah. though, for $11, that'll probably be about 50 Well, sure. I would. <laughs> well, as, I, as I've talked to you before, we probably, uh, WrestleCon, that's probably where it's at. They've announced everything is down the street from that uh, downtown LA. We'll talk about that in person later. Um, this... And... I'll be doing something at yeah, some point. Yeah, and I'll be around as too. well. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Wrestling and Wrestling and G1 Climax. It was a great tournament. Um, just giving my general thoughts on the whole tournament. I thought this one was a lot of fun. Next year, when we have crowds back, it's going to be even better, is my guess. Um, but we saw a whole lot of stuff here. We saw a step up from a lot of wrestlers like Tamatanga. 
We saw Okan do really good. We saw Lawler just step up and, and step into this uh, place and just fit right in. Uh, and we saw, saw Okada win once again, but in a normal way of winning instead of a uh, injury disqualification. What did you injury think stoppage. in general yeah. of the G1? I mean, just special like it is every year. Um, I think you think of your wildest, amazing expectations, and then you take it down a few notches, and that's usually what you get with the G1. You get so excited about it, uh, especially this year. You thought maybe we'd have a little more uh, interaction with AEW, whatever, and then you just turn it down just a little bit, and then it's still a perfect. And, you know... The, the AEW wrestler they did let in, Lance Archer, was perfect. History. For he had history was. there, and he um, performed great. Yeah. And apparently I hear that New Japan Strong is pretty I don't know if that's necessary. Well. Okay, so that was so, a, uh, they did that on Figure 4 online, and they asked Kevin Kelly. And he says he doesn't know, but he will see. He says that like a lot of people already knew the claps for Tom Lawler and such. Well, what was cool is hearing, like, Tom mm-hmm. Waller's music in Japan was just kind of something that was kind of trippy. Him coming in looking, mm-hmm. you know, all filthy and stuff was something that we never really thought about happening yeah. in Japan proper. There were only things that we kind yeah. of imagined, and they happened. So, um, next year, I have no idea what it's going to look like, but I would have to say it would have to be a little bigger oh than it God. was this year. And can you only way. imagine who the... Uh, AEW talent they're going to send out next year if there's clapping um, because that was the big thing for a lot of people. I want to say this before we get out of here, President Obari gave a G1 Climax closing statement and did you see this Justin? Um, So he said that they they wanted to get 50,000 fans um, for you know obviously as far as the tickets and they re- they achieved 96% of that goal. They got over 48,000 fans this year, which was a 180% increase over last one's last year's G1. Well, I would imagine yeah, anything would be better exactly. than last year. Well, here's the thing too is like they were having these like the last week of the G1 was like Tuesday, Wednesday, like in the middle of the work week, and people in Japan they don't take the day mm. off of work to go somewhere. That was a so dude. I, that I was rough. They, you that know, they they did it like on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I heard Meltzer even say that like they should have done Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They would have had like way more people talking about it. That's what I'm saying. Unless they couldn't get the building, who for knows? That day. I don't know what it was, as, but um, and even Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, Wrestle Kingdom's usually it's in the whenever of, like, it's whenever the fourth is, bro. The holiday season, right? But um, yeah, why wouldn't they push it to Friday, Saturday, Sunday when they know they can get people to come? It's it's the it's disappointment off, you know? fact of tradition. Like you watch sumo wrestling and they do all sorts of non necessary bullshit, and uh, the same thing goes with wrestling. Still, they love tradition. Japan is a large really big on tradition and uh it has to be during these certain days and it sucks really it really sucks but uh it's some part of tradition whether it uh meets money or not um 
hey, ancient Japanese are a very traditional, cautious society. So sometimes when you think you don't, um, maybe I don't understand this, you just have to understand. Can, hey, can I say to you that I watched culture, some sumo so. wrestling last night? And go. the tradition was like making the matches so slow, dude. Like they would throw s- their salt or whatever, and then they would just like get down and then get back up and then throw some more salt. They did that for like 10 minutes. Have you seen that? <laughs> I mean, I don't remember and then, it ever. Taking and then that a bunch long, of people but, with um, you know. sponsors would walk around the ring. I mean, and, and the matches don't. That's last true, but I was like, really? Either. Do you guys need to like throw salt like fucking three times? Like, it's the pat. Well, it's the pageantry. Yeah, it's the pageantry, and it's kind of uh, part of the tradition. But we will say, no one this year got COVID as in the tournament, right? Jeez, the last well, one. Uh, Naito have... got injured. In the last, last person time. I heard was. And then Jay in White the caught a cold, which they said might have been heat. Heat. Um, heat. Yeah, but I heard Sorry. Kevin Kelly say, nah, he just got a cold. I think he was just <laughs> playing that up. We'll see. Um, we are. You know. Saying how horrible the weather. He's on, I'm from Florida. This is Justin terrible. and I will be doing uh, a, another episode soon. If you guys have any recommendations, wrestling and we would love to talk about wrestling and the history of New Japan, wrestling and the history of any other company, yes. wrestling and NXT. Wait, we already did that one. Okay. So uh, we are more excited to talk about all these topics as we ever have been. Thank you for the listeners. We appreciate you. This G1's been fun. Everything's been good. And uh, anything else going on with you, Justin? Anything else you want to tell the fans before we get out of here? Nothing that I'm going to expand upon, but there's stuff in the works awesome. with me that can be pretty exciting. Um, but anyways, just follow me at InRingArt on Instagram, Yes, Twitter, and we are and Wrestling and Pod. Look us up on TikTok and on Twitter. We are very happy that. And Instagram. No, I'm, I'm I don't sorry. think we got Instagram, TikTok yet. Twitter. We do not use Facebook. Instagram, we stay away from yet. that. So, thank you guys. Yeah, for, and on I'm, I'm actually though. making a grinder account for us. Someone said that was good to get social media. That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, you like you grind your media and, like, and make it better. You know. So yeah. So right. all right, guys. Right. I appreciate Absolutely. y'all. I will. Uh, we will talk to y'all soon. Thank you for listening, and we will see you guys later.